From across the pond, this is Off the Record with Big C. And thank you very much, Shaggy. Welcome to Off the Record. We're now in year two uh, and uh, episode 53. We've started just to celebrate, we've started slightly early. Not that I mean a lot to you if you're listening on Spotify or uh, Anchor or whatever it is your favourite uh, forum for uh, podcasters. Um, but I've got I've got no Stinky Pete here this week. He's uh, otherwise engaged. Um, I thought it would be a good idea, starting the new year, as it were, of the podcast, to invite special guests on um, to um, discuss our friends, um, listeners, viewers, whatever, um, to come on and talk about their favourite 20 tracks or favourite 20 songs. So otherwise, like if they were stuck on a desert island, and I assume they have some form of electricity, um, they can, they want to, they want to take those 20 songs or tracks with them to I can't do without them basically now I first guest to take the hot seat as it were and I'm pleased to say that he's got his trademark bean here on <laughs> um <laughs> hair loss is us yeah um it's Matt Wyatt uh good buddy from uh I actually haven't seen you for uh we reckon good about while now isn't it is ago been a while yeah. Been hiding and uh, growing facial hair whilst I've been, whilst I've been away. But, Successfully yeah. hiding, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's um, quite grey and black now. Yeah, yeah and you're, um, yeah, you're living down in Wiltshire. In um, Wiltshire at the moment, via yeah, Suffolk. So I live in Suffolk, but I spend most of my time in Wiltshire. Okay, Suffolk, that's fairly close to Essex, isn't it, really? Yeah. Neighbouring county? Yeah, yeah, I can, I can uh, run, you're but I can't hide on the way from past. Essex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You drive down the A12 or whatever. Yeah, just shoot me uh, nest. Take the A road. The A road. That's the best. I'm not yes. at A13. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. Um, A13. Yeah, the best thing to come out of South End. No, that's yeah. the A127. <laughs> isn't it? I lose track of time. A13. <laughs> maybe that's Basildon. Anyway, uh, <laughs> on to the subject matter. So yeah, I thought this would be good fun getting other people yeah. to uh, um, comment on their own favourites, and uh, it's. Good for me because it makes a change for me. I, I've had no real research to do uh, <laughs> for this podcast. Got a blank page in front of me, other than maybe a few examples of uh, acts, uh, artists, maybe songs occasionally that I think you might pick. I might pick. Okay. All right. But I don't uh, think I'll, you will, actually, to be fair. No, you can, <laughs> Looking at my just, list, I don't think you will. You're going <laughs> to throw a few curveballs in. Yeah. There. Yeah. I've got quite a few curveballs in there. So, um, um, so it's like, like the old days when we first started this, the podcast, they used, hmm. to, used to like run through a chart. Yeah. So Slim Nick used to, I didn't know the, the date of the chart. <laughs> oh, you're so Essex. To, it's like, yeah, Slim yeah. Nick. <laughs> Slim Nick and Pixie. Billy Mark, you know. And yeah, he used to run through the chart and I used to, you gave me the song titles and I used to tell him who they're at who the artists were basically oh really i didn't do too badly i normally right. got sort of out of 40 uh i would like to say not that i'm being big-headed running but i reckon i would it's definitely over 30 i mean it could be 35 i think i got about 38 one week oh all right. which is probably a bit depressing really when you think about it <laughs> um but uh yeah so that's that's the state i've got a blank page 
it's over to you, Mr. White. Okay. To, All right. Uh, to to throw okay. a few songs at me and 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 why you may be picking, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I will, I will actually throw in why because there are quite a few that there is is like a story behind it, but only a very short story. Um, yeah, that's fine. Unlike like Stinky Pete, who has an enormously long story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if, Take the point uh, are they in any particular order? Or are they just random order? No, they're just random. They're not in kind That's of fine. any particular order. I had to. Uh, I kind of changed it throughout the whole the whole few days. I had to do this. Um, okay, so first up is the Ramones and I Want to Live, which is from the Halfway to Sanity album, which wasn't um, well received at the time, and it was Richie Ramones' last Ramones album. He quit halfway through that tour. The drummer. But the reason why I chose this was because of the video was on TV in 1987, I believe it was, and it was the first Ramones 7-inch I ever owned. Ooh. And it is not like the rest of the Ramones stuff. It's very quite heavy. It's quite um, uh, Stooges-esque, actually. It, mm-hmm. It's a very Stooges-esque track. And um, and the video was, was quite cool. They climbed into a plane called the Spirit of uh, Paddy Holly. <laughs> it was bizarre. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and um, so video, yeah, it was kind of like this kind of all kind of like dry ice, and they climbed into this plane, and like Joey being about six foot eight as he is, yes, uh, is um was trying to struggle to get into it. But the reason I chose this is because it, it is unlike a lot of Ramones stuff, as the album was actually. To be fair, it was very, it's quite a heavy album. Mm. Its first album involved with a Daniel Ray, I think, was a was more involved in in this album hence it kind of changed direction but it's a great song and um yeah so that's my first one and it's um and i used to drink in a pub in brentwood called the castle and the castle pub was very was quite uh, famous for its music and used to play punk and goth and indian stuff and that's and that's where i learned about more ramones because it was on jukebox but yeah Mm. that's the first remote so i want to live uh by the ramones was um is the first one i had the Ramones down on my list as a band. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Surely, yeah. surely pick one from. Yeah, yeah, know. okay. All, all, um, all right. I one didn't meal. have I Want to Live, though, to be <laughs> no, fair. No, no. Have I Want to Live. Or something like that. It's, it? an, it's an unusual choice, I must admit. I mean, I love the Ramones. I mm. did love the Ramones. I, I must admit, I loved them, I, I, uh, the earlier stuff, probably, from 76, 77, yeah, they kind of, 79. And they yeah. did go a bit rockier. Mm. Uh, a bit heavier, and mm. but not. I wouldn't say they went goth. They certainly didn't go goth. <laughs> not goth. I would no, maybe no, put, no, put, put some of their put some of the howling at the moon sort of stuff and uh, and other other stuff around the eighties. Mm. Yeah, it's quite commercial. But I want to live. I suppose it's wasn't die album, which was quite a commercial album, and and a lot of Ramones fans didn't like it. Mm. I think even the kind of later stuff they stopped. I think once Dee Dee left and and unfortunately passed away, they stopped writing their own stuff. They tended to do covers, um, but but they are iconic and they're still. I mean, I'm I love them. I love yeah, them more. I love them. Everything they've. they've Do you see them live? I saw them on the Brain Drain tour, which was Dee Dee's last tour. I think. Okay. Was it Brain Drain? Yeah, TD was still on that tour, I think. That was the last They didn't one. get on with one another, did they? No, because uh, Johnny stole Joey's wife, uh, Joey's girlfriend. girlfriend, didn't he? Hence the song, The KKK Took My Baby Away. Baby away <laughs> which <yeah>. was <laughs> Joey's kind of 
you know, middle finger to Johnny. <laughs> and mm. they didn't speak. And there's a classic story where um, they had to, they were playing Brazil and um, Joey suffered from AHD or something like that, where he had to touch things in a certain way when he went down the stairs. Oh. And the um, tour manager said they waited like an hour until he touched everything correctly to go, to leave. Oh. So, mm, yeah, yeah. Sad story. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite a sad story. So uh, the next track. Well, I saw the Ramones, apparently, but I don't remember it. My brother told me I went to see them. Oh, okay. I don't remember it. It's it's quite bizarre. Um, (laughs) What? Yeah. What was was it the famous roundhouse gig when the flats turned up? Well, no, I don't think it was. If anywhere, it would have been the Rainbow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because the 77, maybe. Yeah, because the uh, live album was recorded at the Rainbow, wasn't it? Yeah, Ramones yeah. Alive. Maybe, yeah. maybe I was there when yeah, they did you it. Have it that maybe I was there. Yeah, you needed yeah. credit on the album. <laughs> Colin was here. A big Cole. Was <laughs> big, big C, Big C. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, sorry. Big C. Sorry. Cap- I'm- Captain Cole. Captain Cole, <laughs> merry old yeah. soul. I've like not been to the homeland for quite a while, so uh, oh. as in Essex. So yeah, I, I need to get my Essex head on. Right. Okay. The next track, yes, is the Clash. Oh yes. Okay. Go on. Have a guess. Go on. Um, I would say is is it latter la- a bit more latter Clash? Latter Clash. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking probably. Is it something really bizarre like off Sandinista? No, Sandinista, the album should have been yeah. one album instead of two. Yeah. Instead of, it was three, wasn't it? Sandinista. Yeah, three, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, presuming it's off London Calling. No. Oh, okay. I'll give up then. It's Straight to Hell, which is of Combat Rock. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. It is a latter-day clash. Mm. Like an ultimate album, actually. Then, yeah. And I got, this was the first Clash album I ever owned, and I bought it because I saw the Clash and Top of the Pops do Rock the Casbah. Which is a fantastic song in itself, but straight to yeah. hell is just, it's um, strummer, just being strummer. It's absolutely superb, and it still sends chills down my spine every time mm-hmm. I hear it. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously we don't talk about the album that came after it. I don't think even um, strummer would ever talk about it. Um, if you've seen the Clash um, film, cut the crap was it? Cut the crap. Yeah, cut the crap is awful. It had one good song in it, which ah. Oh, England. Oh, was this it? is England, yeah. Yeah, which is fantastic because yeah. it's strong. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is a fantastic song, but the rest of it is very, very poor. Yeah. And if you ever see the Clash film, um, West Way to the West World, mm-hmm. there's this really emotional part in it when Strummer starts crying when um, Mick left. And yeah. is it, and it, and it's that, and he's, oh, it's just all oh, chills down the spine. Mm. But the Clash again, um, I'd go back to, to the castle pub in a, Brentwood, Brentwood. yeah, it was on the uh, jukebox all the time, and it's just it's and it is a fantastic song, and it still still sends chills, chills down the old spineage. Yeah, I think that a lot of people when they think of combat rock would probably think of Rock the Casbah and uh, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Should I Go? Yeah, but Um, which which were the big hits? So yes. Yeah, well, I mean, um, number, number one here, I should I stay or should I go? Was eventually number one after about 10 years, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah. After the Levi, after the, 
It was an advert for something, wasn't it? Yes, but, it was. It was a uh, was it on a gene advert for Levi's? Yeah, it could have been Levi's. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. If in doubt, Levi. Levi's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Levi's, the brand that launched bands all over again. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. a lot of old good um, hotel stuff as well. They didn't, did they? On, on Levi's, that's from the brand. Yeah, and another Joker. Steve Miller was another one that that came. Yes. About yes, very true. Years or something. That was a Levi ad. Very true. This is very, very and true. And not forgetting David Dundas, jeans on. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> when I wake up in the morning. Yeah, jeans on it was. And it was, oh, it I missed you, Colin. It wasn't a Levi. It wasn't a Levi ad. It yeah. was from Brutus Jeans. I put no, that was a bit... Brutus Jeans on. I put my Brutus Jeans on. That was the advert. But then oh, when really? the single came out, they changed oh. it. And he said, I put my old blue jeans on. <laughs> anyway, you know, the classic. Right. Another, another band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever saw. Don't think I ever but saw. No, I didn't. I would have liked to have done. I was way too young to go and see The Clash, but um, I would have. Oh, so was I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you. I know you. you. I need to tell. Right. Okay, the next one yeah. is Joy uh, Division. Okay. Which you've probably got on your list, or you should have on your list. Oh, I have got that on my list. I'm, okay, you, go on then. You going for the obvious one? No. Okay, I'm, you're not going. Love will tear us apart. Oh God, no! Great song. The, very sad story behind it. Released yeah. after he died. Yeah. Um, and it is really well done, but no. Most no. of their stuff was released after yeah. he died. <laughs> no, exactly. Pretty Pretty much. Closer was close. Yeah, Closer was actually. Yes, it was released after he died. Yeah. Mm. It's transmission. Transmission. Radio live transmission. Brilliant song, brilliant bands. I don't think they ever did a poor song, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think of David Bowen. I think of transmission. Transmission. (laughs) 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 He might be on my list. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, he he might be on my list. I've got it written down. (laughs) You'll probably change it now. Yeah, we'll do. It's Hazel O'Connor or something. Um. Division, I, I never really, um, I never really got into Joy Division. It really? Was, yeah, I didn't. I know I've had this chat with Graham. You remember Graham? Yes, I miss Graham. Um, he's uh, he was a big Joy Division fan. I mean, yes, yes, he, he was. was. So hates madness with an absolute passion. Yes, yeah, I do you remember, remember that. This. I do remember, remember this. They around about the same yeah. time. And I keep saying to them, well, you know, they were like, I remember they were fun songs from the 80, yeah, 81 time, late 70s. Yeah. Why didn't you like, just why don't you like them? Why do you hate them so much? And the, I think the only thing you can come up with was that everyone was listening to Madness hmm. uh, at the time. And he was yeah. listening to Joy Division and the two hmm. just didn't go. No. So, no. you know, he was into Joy Division. So, well, my older brother, is a massive madness fan. Absolutely. He saw them on the, I think 82, he saw them 82, 83. He saw them. And there's one good song they've done. I can't remember. I, I remember, I remember what the song's about. It's about their uh, manager. Oh. And, and he writes it because the manager used to sleep at Suggs's house or something. Yeah. And I can't remember the song's name, but it's a really good song by the, by them. I can't, I, I, can't I could remember. list a whole load of madness songs. You might think. Oh, no. Um, it was oh, something man. Bed and breakfast man. Yes, that's it. 
That's the one. Brilliant. Sorry, Graham. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant Madrid. <laughs> I don't think Absolutely. it was even a single, to be fair. Was it a single? No, I don't think it was, but it was on Fantastic. their greatest hits. Yeah, it's like, Complete Madness, their first greatest hits. Yeah. I, the, the, I, I remember Madness around the time. It was a, a sad time for me, in fact, because one, one of my best mates um, used to be a massive fan of Madness, and that's mm. what I remember going around to him and his new wife up in yeah. Leicestershire, um, Julian, and he, um, yeah, he passed away in oh. eighty. Seven, the day Spurs played Coventry in the FA Cup final, actually. He was a big Spurs fan, too. Uh, not a great day, that one. No. But, yeah, and that, that, I think of him when I hear Madness. Mm. Yeah, but, you know, different bands, yeah. different songs. You just remember yeah. different things from your past, don't you? Yeah, um, I mean, my, my uh, brother, was he's, he still is a huge, huge Madness fan. And I, I bought him the kind of um, reissued vinyl for his, like, um, Birthday and Christmas and things like that, and he gets very excited when he opens. I'm sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> baggy trousers. Yeah, baggy trousers. Yeah, I can still do the dance, but not as well these days. Due, the, the, due the, to like knee mm. issues, that kind of jumping so up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my knees tend to hurt after a while, so I can't do it. Okay, we well, rest from Joy Division though, don't we? So yeah, have you, have you, yeah, yeah. transmission you got for him. Ian anyway. Curtis dancing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, next is my favourite band from the 60s. Oh, is, is it one of two? Or is it one of three? <laughs> and, they, and they're not English. Oh, they're not English? No, and they're from oh. the States. Okay, I'm going to plump for The Doors? Close. They were very famous for their harmonies, and they weren't from California. <clears throat> the Beach Boys? And they weren't and they weren't surfers, and they did not surf. And one of them ended up in a band with Neil Young. Buffalo Springfield? Um Ooh, go <laughs> Well the tracks eight oh, right, I'll tell you now, the tracks eight miles high. Oh, the birds. Oh, of course. The birds, who are birds the most track. fantastic yeah. band. I don't care what anyone says about the Beatles. I mean, I love the Beatles. I love the Doors. I loved Hendrix. Um, I loved a lot of the psychedelic stuff that came out from that time. But the birds, to me, the harmonies, you cannot. There's not a band on the planet. Not even the Beach Boys can beat the harmonies that they hit. And the birds, um, I actually found out because I'm uh, a and I found out that my uncle or my uh, natural family went to go and see the birds and he still had the ticket and he showed me and I was like, oh, like that. Oh. They are, to me, they're, they're absolutely fabulous. And um, Eight Miles High, the way the 12 string comes in, and I'm yeah. um, McGuinn, um, I know that Harrison played a 12 string, which I'll yeah, talk yeah. about later on. Um, yeah. But... McGuinn just played it and Rickenbacker fabulous. And the harmonies are just, oh, spot on, absolutely spot on. And I just love the birds. Uh, Even when, you know, they kind of split up and reformed and blah, 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 they're still still really, really good. And McGuinn is a genius. Uh, Absolutely genius. Deserves a lot of credit. Rita sent a message saying eight miles high. I totally agree. There you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's they, that. They were a great band. Eight Miles High was a great song. Yeah. I mean, I, we had, had this discussion when we did we did um, uh, a show on songwriters mm. with Axe Connolly. Okay. Before yeah, we yeah. Came, uh, the country singer, uh, mm. the, Britain's foremost country singer, in fact. Yeah. Um, and we and he mentioned uh, we well, we both had Dylan down. Yes. Uh, and um, I said the the only thing with Dylan is he he agreed. Well, he pointed out, and I agree that he he didn't get the sort of um, appreciation because he's no. still alive these mm. days that then he should do the, the, mm. the amount of songs he's put together yeah, it's yeah. the same with McCartney McCartney's mm. ridiculed because he's still alive people <laughs> say Lennon yeah. h- hero uh, working class hero McCartney mm. not but when when he's gone <clears throat> as as Ag said you know one day all the Beatles will be gone yeah no sadly but and, and maybe then people will look <coughs> and say yeah what a talent he was what a talent mm. they were more yeah um, and I, I did mention with the Dylan, I digressed there slightly. Yeah, I know you did. Just had to get the Beatles, <laughs> I, know, get the Beatles, Beatles in. Beatles, I know, I know you had to. Right, I'm going to quick swig <laughs> my beer. He does, no, yeah. you do that. The, the birds, yeah. I said that the, the, the lot, a lot of Dylan songs, I actually preferred sung by other people. Yes, he did an, an say exam- that. An example was Mr. Tambourine Man, of course. Yeah, right? which the birds done. I mean, I got into them, I think my uncle sent my brother a tape of the birds i mean the tape i mean this was in like the early i think my brother sent him depeche mode and he sent back the birds <laughs> and um i just heard eight miles high was the first bird song i ever heard and it's just the way it just kicks in and the story yeah. behind it they were coming into land into uh london and and yeah, stuff yeah. and it's like i mean i've got the uh a bog free up there and it's like that thick of birds it's like you know it's a long long story and it's just <laughs> it's just fascinating and it's like I mean, Crosby obviously went on to do Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young and then his like, other stuff. But um, I don't think Roger McGuinn got enough credit for what, for, I mean, especially a 12-string guitar, which back then not a lot of people were playing. Harrison did, mm-hmm. I know, and, and, and Lennon played, but not that often. Because um, I always thought it was on my favourite Beatles song, which we, we will come to later. But... Oh, okay. <clears throat> It wasn't used on that, but it's just a twelve-string intro to, to to Eight Miles High. It's just oh, it's it's, it's just mind blowing. It's just like it's just like played really really quickly as well, and it's just like wow, great 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 band. <clears throat> also, they, I'm not sure. I think I'm right in saying that they was it only McGuinn that played on on Mr. Tambourine Man instrument wise. I <coughs> I don't know because. Crosby was very was a, a, a good guitar player as well, so I don't really know. No. I'll have to look that up. I don't know. Yeah, I'd look look it up. Uh, yeah, I, we'll do. I have a we'll feeling do. that uh, I mean, I presume their voices are on there, but you know, mm. um, it, a bit like the Monkees, you know, like, like <laughs> mm. they had oh, yeah. session mm. musicians playing, yeah. um, and, then, and then they obviously started playing then on Albert and the Second Album. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, Pez Smith was the only. Musician, wasn't he? I don't think people thought would. Yeah, yeah. Smith was talk, the only one. Talk was, um, well, was on the drums, wasn't he? But um, yeah, Talk was on the pace, wasn't he? And then, yeah, yeah. But they still think that. I mean, Last Train to Clarksville, but that wasn't written by them. But listen to the band. Listen to the band. I think that which was is a fantastic Nesmith song. Is 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 Mike Nesmith? Is Mike Nesmith? Yeah. And he mm. sadly passed away. Uh, fairly. Yeah, recently. I know. I know. They all. Mickey Dolenz left, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, um, yeah. 
Yeah, no, there's only one of them left. Okay. Um, but no no doubt, even even when Mickey Dolenz is no longer with us, there'll, there'll still be a monkeys band probably performing somewhere, wouldn't there? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but they were great, though. And, I mean, they were really good. <laughs> it gets silly when you've got no one left from the original I know, band. Like, yeah. But you as, do, you do as, have uh, that, don't you, though? As Gordon said last week, Gordon Wallace going on, he said, you know, it, it does go a bit too fast. It's, you know, uh, he, he read somewhere, uh, an astute hmm. critic saying, look, it, it is getting a bit silly. I went to see the drifters before me and two of them were white. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I mean, it's like, I mean, I got upset. I mean, I don't, see, I mean, I love AC, PC. I'm a, yes. they were the first, uh, I've gotten down. Of I'm no, they're not in this list. Oh, no. no, no, they're not. And, and, and the only one I would put in this list is, um, the Bon Scott track of, uh, Power Age, uh, Down Payment Blues is probably my really? absolute favourite ACDC song. But again, then without Malcolm. Down. I had Guns mm-hmm. for Hire. Guns for Hire, I had down. Yes. I did. Oh, you do remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we had this conversation because not a lot of people like that song and I did. <laughs> it was great. Because again, it starts like the birds eight miles high. Ah, that's what it is. But yeah, I don't, I don't, it's like the, Pause reforming with Ian Asprey. I mean, I love the cult, but mm-hmm. no. <laughs> another like one that. I had down. Another one I had down. No, the cult. the cult aren't in here either. And I love the cult, you see. Album-wise, yes. Throw this away. <laughs> I know. I'll just get rid of it. I've got, I've got a lot of fair Right, the next track is... Number band, five, yeah. Okay, the next track is a band called The uh, Cardiacs. And the track is called Is This The Life? Now, the Cardiacs are a cult band, um, cult indie band of like the late 80s to mid-90s through a guy called Tim Smith, who unfortunately um, is no longer with us. But if you get a chance, go and listen to the Cardiacs. Is This The Life? It's it's, um, a fantastic song. Um, I first heard it on an indie compilation in 1988. And uh, if you get a chance, check it out. Why have I never heard of them? I've never heard of them. Cardiacs, no? No. Just looking them up. We can't play music on it. I can't play it to you. But the Cardiacs, just, yeah. Five five studio albums. Yes. Three demo albums and four live albums. Five compilation albums, three video albums and five EPs, 11 singles and one box set. There you go. I don't know them. Maybe I do know them. It's just not. If you hear the track, you might recognise it. What's it was a very track? big indie hit. It was number one in the indie charts, I believe, in the in the um eighties, late eighties. Is this the life? Is the life you did say? 1988. 1988, Yeah, it was on an indie compilation. From, um, it looks like it's from the album "A Little Man and the House and That's the it? Whole World <laughs> yeah. Window." Yeah, and forty old age is like we raised that from one. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Um, their next single was Susanna Still Alive. I wonder whether that is the old Kinks song. It 60s. could well be Dave Davis, actually. That was a Dave Davis record rather than the Kinks. Yeah. Like, you see, the Kinks aren't on, on the Kinks on, on, on my list either. They should they be, they would be, but they're not. Kinks should be on everyone's list. I know they should be on everyone's list, and uh, yeah, um, uh, we are the so finished, we are the finished green, yeah, that's the only uh, track I would have on there. If it was used a kink song, but I didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I did have a kink. I did have a. Um, I did have a kink song in my because I did do this 
um, Desert Island Picks mm. sort of thing, uh, yeah. with Nick many, many months ago. Yeah early on in the, in the, uh, in the podcast. And, uh, yeah, yeah we just picked out 10 songs around and I did pick up Waterloo sunset. was one of mine. It's a beautiful song. Beautifully, beautiful. It's a great song. It's a great song, but I mean, I love sunny afternoon as well. It's so, yeah. it's so, it's so English. The kinks yeah. is so quintessentially English music. And, yeah. Maybe why they didn't cross over. To, to the states as well, no, as no. Say the Beatles no. did, and of course it didn't help the Kinks. I think the band from touring over there, I believe. <laughs> yeah, and the infighting between the two brothers probably didn't help either. No, it probably didn't help. Whether Bash one was going to hit the other one, no. Bashing the guitar with the guitar. Yes, yes, I remember reading about that. Well, I'll have to dig that one out. Yeah, the cardiac. yeah, the cardiac is just life. Check it out. Now, the next one is kind of. I've got two two written down here. Because I've got Ooh. a little slash. Try it. So undecided. I, need to, I need to undecided. So I'm going to go with Hazel O'Connor, actually. Oh. Over Johnny Cash. I'm going to go with Hazel O'Connor and Eighth Day, which Eighth is from, Day. which is a fantastic song. Brilliant song. The chorus is very uplifting. It's fabulous, fabulous song. And it, I mean, everyone will probably choose Will You by Hazel O'Connor, but Eighth Day is just Will use a great love, nice ballad. Yes, it is. Apart from when the saxophone comes in because it ruins it as well. <laughs> yes, maybe so. I don't, it's yeah. over the top, it's not needed, and it's just like, go away, <laughs> leave the studio, just just take the door. Just we we don't need this. Take well, your I'm saxophone sure. and blow it somewhere else. You know? I'm sure Hazel O'Connor will be very proud that she beat Johnny <laughs> Cash into your list. Yeah, I know, but no, and and um, I did have a uh, a crush on her at the time, I think. But, yeah, she was in Breaking Glass, the, the movie Breaking yeah, Glass. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah, it's from that, and it's a fantastic song. It and is it, from that, oh, okay. Not punky yeah, hairstyle yeah. she had, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, Back and it's kind of like all new kind of new wavy kind of, you know, Japan-esque yeah, kind of thing. Sort of rises up the song, doesn't it? Da, da, yeah, da, da, yeah, da, and the chorus just kicks da, in, and it's brilliant. Oh, there we go. Brilliant, absolutely fabulous. Yeah, we're absolutely. we're allowed to uh, we're allowed to acapella these songs. It's just we can't play them on a. <laughs> we can't play them live. No, we, we <laughs> can't <laughs> sing them that way. Well, yeah, exactly, we tried. But, um, um, Hazel O'Connor, I, I believe I have the seven inch single somewhere. Yes, I've got it. I, I picked it up in Bristol. You know, Is it on you know. Yes, I think you're right. Yes. I think it was. I think you're right. I think you're actually you're right. Thank right. Very much. Okay, the next one. Yes. Suffragette City. Not oh, on an album. Mr. David Bowie. Bowie. Brilliant. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong. This song just, oh, there's it's just nothing wrong with Suffragette City. And it's, oh, it, it is just fabulous. I can't, I can't tell you how fabulous the song is. You know, it's fabulous. So it I, is fabulous. Yeah. Wham, bam. Thank you, man. Yeah. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. It's because a song it, um, that, um, it was one of, I think Bowie recorded three songs on the last day of recording for Ziggy Stardust. Mm. And for me, they're probably the three best songs on the album. Yeah. There was uh, Suffragette City. Mm. There was uh, Starman. Yes. And there was Rock and Roll Suicide. Yeah, which is fabulous. Yeah. Absolutely superb. Mm. Uh, and um, Rock and Roll Suicide ended up the album. In fact, it's Suffragette a Rock and Roll Suicide. Yeah, very good. <laughs> no, it's very uh, bad. Yeah. I, think, I was thinking of Suffragette City's placing on the album. I think it came before Rock and Roll Suicide. Just it might have done. 
Yeah, you might have done, but it's just a fabulous song. It's just in the days where they were side one and side two. Yes. Suffragette of- City, another little tidbit about Suffragette City is yeah. I believe it was one of a few songs that was offered to Mott the Hoople. Really? And he's turned it down. But he did choose all the young dudes, which again is fabulous. Gave him all the young dudes. It might have been after that mm. that they then wanted, you know, maybe we were looking for a hero offering. They yeah. offered, he offered them driving Saturday as well. Yeah, I'm not too keen on that. No, I don't like see, You see, you uh, see... My um, other half, my other half, is obsessed with him. But I, I'm kind of <clears throat> very. I've got friends who are completely obsessed with him, but I only like certain certain tracks. I think if I was around, if I was old enough, because I was around. But if I, if I was old enough, I would have preferred T Rex, which is probably a bit, you know, bizarre. But I love T Rex. I prefer T Rex to some of his stuff. Yeah, I mean, I love that. I mean, the latest stuff he done, like Outside, was a, was was a, f- a fabulous album he did, and Blue Jean I love, and and like all that period I love. Mm. But I found it very hard to get into like the the kind of especially the kind of latest heavenly stuff. I found it very very hard to get into that. Yeah. Like the Berlin stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me till I don't know, probably about twenty years ago to really kind of understand it because mm. I, I I like stuff that's kind of. Um, that kind of makes you want to sing along to it and get up and kind of you know, yeah. um, kind of thing. Well, I, I'm yeah, I bore people stiff saying about David Bowie. I'm a, I'm a great fan of his hunky dory, yes, uh, Ziggy Stardust, yeah, lad insane period, yes, and, and the rest I could dip in and out of, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I can. I can. It'd be harsh to say if he stopped recording after 1975, 76, because you went these sort of uh, golden years, young American sort yeah. of um, uh, plastic soul-y sort of uh, yeah. sound, didn't he? Uh, very American. He, he went very American. Yeah. Um, and then he went to Berlin and he had the three albums. Of, uh, off the top of my head, I can't think. Low. Um, Low. Black, uh, Black Heroes. Was that was that in there? No, God, no. It was, it, it was low heroes and and one other oh, and one other. Not yeah, that, I, white I, noise. When you mean no, that was later. But, and then he had you know occasional. So ashes was fabulous, and he came back with that. Yeah, I mean, ashes yeah, to ashes was a great song. I thought. Yeah, oh, no, but anyway, suffragette city. David Bowie. I think Rita is. Is um, appreciative of that one as well. Yeah. In fact, and she also she says only the cool Americans know and love the Kinks. <laughs> that is probably Rita, true. Rita is cool. She's cool. Yeah, <laughs> Rita is the coolest American Kinks fan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. The next one is a band from the states, and uh, the track is Roadhouse Blues by The Doors. Oh, I said The Doors, didn't I? Yeah, you did say The Doors. Yeah. And again, Roadhouse Blues just kicks in like a mule. It's just like, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is cool. I've just recently got all their albums, um, all the reissues and vinyl, and it's just, oh, I've just been having a while of a time with it. But Roadhouse Blues, if I had to choose um, a track by the doors, it is that because it's so up tempo, it's so like brilliant. And the way he sings it is like, he doesn't give a F you, you know. He doesn't do anything, and it's just absolutely superb song. 
Um, I mean, the doors are produced. I'm mean, we all had the classics like Hiders on the Storm, LA Woman, etc., etc. But Roadhouse Blues to me, yeah, yeah, some great songs in there. Yeah. Um, this song just is, I think, is just like you know. Well, I'm with you. I, I mean, I, I'm not as Doors fan as you are. Um, no, but it, Roadhouse Blues is probably my favourite Doors song, and whether yeah. or not that's because, yeah. Um, I, as you may or not remember, I'm a big Quo fan. Yes, I do know you're a big Quo yeah. fan. And yeah. of course, on their their big sort of album in '72, Pile Driver, mm. um, the final track was a version of Roadhouse Blues. Mm. So I heard that version first. Yeah, yeah. And they used to finish every um, uh, uh, live gig with Roadhouse Blues. Mm. Um, and they did little jigs and stuff in the middle yeah. of it and what have you. Yeah. So I remember it from that. So I heard that before the doors. Mm. But that's what I did, though. Doors. I mean, all the bands I was into, like the Hiss of Mercy covered the Stooges. So that's how I got into the Stooges because they covered in 1969. And yeah. that's how I got into the Stooges. And they covered um, Sister Ray by the Velvet Underground. That's how I got into the Velvet Underground. Mm. And it's like the bands that I was into at the time, it's like the uh, Mission covered um, Dancing effort by uh patty smith mm-hmm. and i went and discovered patty smith and and patty smith to this day is still one of the best concerts i've ever ever been to really? yeah i mean patty smith live is just oh it's he's mind-blowing but this was how it worked though because pans you're into used to cover you know songs by the music that influenced them and that's how you discover yeah, absolutely I mean, I mean, my uncle's been to like uh, Led Zeppelin, that's how, and Black Sabbath, and um, some Scar and, and like Marley and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's how I discovered all that stuff and all the kind of Genesis and the prog stuff, like Pink Floyd and everything else, were all yeah. through my uncles. Then the more what I call the recent stuff to us, which is like the eighties and nineties stuff, was through my older brother. But um, and it wasn't until I don't think probably the late 80s, early 90s, that I started, I started to I discover my own kind of music and, and, mm. and so that. But, yeah, it's kind of cool. But, yeah, I mean, Roadhouse Blues is fabulous. Bands like The Jam, I suppose, then were sort of covering... Yeah, The Kinks, didn't they? Kinks yeah. and The Who, maybe. Yeah. And even if they didn't put them out, they were recording no. And you can get them now available. On yeah. And stuff. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I would never have heard the Stooges. I mean, I probably would have eventually have heard of the Stooges, but it wasn't because the bands I was into covered the Stooges. And then, oh, Iggy Pop was in the Stooges. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And then, yeah. and then you start to learn it. Us two quite alike because we get into a band and we want to know everything they've done, who's produced it, where it's produced, you know, how many people in the studio and they were recording it, you know, mm-hmm. what guitar sound he got, what guitar is playing, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, that's just, that's a beauty of music. But yeah, Roadhouse Blues, I think is, you know, ultimate, ultimate doors. The next is a video you posted recently, actually, by a band called The Saints, oh. an Australia punk band. Do you know what track I chose? Is it is it the um, the big one, the, the first one they had? As far as we're concerned, anyway. Know Your Product. Oh, hmm? Know Your Product. No, Know Your Product is is the same song and that's why i love it that the brass section in it is absolutely superb and obviously he'd done stuff with a hit cave uh later on but yeah uh the saints and how your product is 
that's in my top 10 songs of all time because it's just so fabulous and it's so uplifting and it's just like, and the brass section is so, it's just do, 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 brilliantly done. And the way he sings it as well is very um, pedpan. It's really, 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 really good song. Yeah, that was a shock. And he passed away last last week. Yes, he did. Day, he did. He yeah, did. But he was very um that whole Aussie scene with um the birthday party and the Saints were very unfortunately drug fueled mm. heroin, mm. I think, was a drug of choice back then for for them. Mm. I mean, uh the shock to me was Martin Hannigan that Martin that, Hannigan, yeah. That that actually broke my heart. I did have a screaming tree song in here actually, but um Okay. Other for the albums, okay, yeah, rather than the tracks, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the one I would have probably picked was Stranded because I think that was the first, you know, in in the late 76, early 77, listening to John Peel with all these great new bands, new wave punk bands, they were probably called in those days, of course, yeah, and and apart from New New Rose by the Damned, Mm. and um, which I I didn't buy the single New Rose by the Dan, but I did. Oh, that'd be worth a fortune now. Yeah. Got the album, mm. uh, the Damned, 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 Debbie yeah. album, which of course it appeared on. Uh, and of course, Anakin in the UK by the Sex Festivals on EMI, their only single on EMI, of course, because they got kicked out after the uh, troubles they were causing. Yes. Um, uh, the third, the, the first real punk, I'm not sure the date of release, but it was certainly late 76, certainly in Australia, I would guess. Was stranded. I'm stranded by the Saints. Yeah. So to hear that on John Peel, so what is this? This is superb. They they are just superb. They just were that period. They were just superb, and they did a and, great cover of Connie Francis's "Lipstick on My Collar." Yes, I yes they did. On yes. Your collar, lipstick on your collar, or is your it my collar. collar? Whatever the two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either it's or, your, I think, yeah. isn't it? Either it's or, lipstick on your skirt, on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A side, B oh, side. It was, yeah. it was great. It was sort of real, Fast and furious version of yeah, lipstick yeah. on your car. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, right. The fall, Marky Smith does a cover of Know Your Product, I do believe. Really? Yeah, the fall done a cover, which I haven't heard. I need to find it. But oh, yeah. Okay. Here's another one that's passed on. Of course. Yes, they all are. They're all going. Next one. Yes. I first heard this on CSI, believe it or not, the American TV show. And really? it was an episode where one of them was. Uh, buried alive and the person who had buried said person alive sent a tape and this track was on it ah. and it's by the turtles and it's happy together oh great song which is it is just brilliant it is just it's just it's just such a happy song it's just fabulous it is it's just absolutely brilliant it's it is like um Perfect for the time as well. 67, yes. was it? Yes. Uh, such a, yeah. If you get any of this Summer of Love compilation albums, it's going to be on there, isn't it? Happy yeah, yeah, yeah. San Francisco, oh, Sun. One that's overlooked. Know. One that's overlooked by them, I think it was two or three after. I think they had a Eleanor. similar. Eleanor, yeah. Yes. And, and, and She'd Rather Be With Me was a good song as well. Yes. Uh, they, I think they're all sort of top 10-ish over here. Yeah. Um, I think Happy Together was a big number one in the US. Hmm. Um. And Eleanor, I think I was reading about this. They, the record company wanted them because they had a few that weren't really up to the success of, didn't meet or match the success of Happy Together. So they tried, they got them, write another Happy Together. We want yeah. another Happy Together. So yeah. rather reluctantly, they, they just did Eleanor. 
and uh, hence the, the sort of throwaway it's line. Song, it's still, it's a, still, I love still, the song, and the throwaway line about when he says about etc. Uh, he can't even bother filling up the words. I can't remember the line now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but he, he does say etc. Yeah. Um, they they. Uh, they were just, it's just, I first, I first heard it on CSI, it's like, oh, this is ace. This is really, really good. I really like this. But it, it's kind of, again, it's like that period was was kind of, certain, kind of like what, what were termed kind of like one-hit wonders, weren't they? It's like the term, I mean, the was probably over here, were classed as a one-hit wonder. Um, it's like, um, uh, what, uh, um, Born to be Wild is the same. Um, yeah. Stephen Wolf's Born to be Wild or One Hit Wonder. No, they had this other song which beats Born to be Wild hands down, which was a magic carpet ride. This is a fabulous song. But again, yeah, there's there another fairly big uh, Stephen Wolf. I think uh, maybe over I here. was there. <laughs> See, I, I knew, you know, I thought so, I was being really cool there with the magic carpet. About a dealer? No. Oh, weed dealer, was it? I can't remember. It's probably. Can I say that on on our speed dealer? We can say that on the four twenty apparently, which is the uh, the day for it. Apparently, yeah. Eleanor, Eleanor was some Eleanor G. I think you're swell, and you really do me well. You're my pride and joy, etc. I mean, it's such a great line. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of the Steppenwolf one. I can look it up here. No, yeah, Baltimore yeah, was the yeah. only hit they had in the UK. Yeah, yeah, because because uh, one in the states before that. Magic well. Carpet Ride was, I thought, was a better song. Next Ron, up, Rondra said the push, Pusher. Maybe the Pusher. Oh, yeah, maybe that's the one I'm thinking. Yeah, of. I need to. Yeah, yes, yes, he's right. Roadhouse Blues is one of Barbie's favourites uh, of her. Yeah, it is. You can't. You can't beat. You can't beat that. You can't beat Yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> Next up is is I don't think you would have ever thought I would have uh, put this in the in my list. My mum was a massive fan, God rest her soul, and I couldn't play Frank Sinatra for quite a few years yeah. after she passed because it um it was a, a reminder of her, but um. For her, and because I love the song and the way he sings it, it is Frank Sinatra, and it's the, that's life. That's life. Now, that's yeah, life. that's not, yeah. The way he sings oh, it is like my cool. mum. My mum's quote on Frank Sinatra is brilliant. She, she goes, "He's he, he had a fabulous voice, a beautiful man, but he was horrible. <laughs> <It's> a horrible <laughs> man, like, a beautiful man, but a horrible man." And it's just like, but as she used to play Frank Sinatra when she used to cook, and that's life. Just. It's the way he sings it as well. Yeah. It's like he's kind of as though he's like hitting the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's like it it's swings, a, it's lovely, it's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. yeah, yeah. Really, um, really good. Yeah, I, I like some of that swing. I do love. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's done really well. Um, yeah, I mean, so if, I were, if I were if I was going to put um, a twenty together, I think probably if I'm going to pick one from that sort of era, hmm. I'd go for um, Mac the Knife. Yes. Or be yes. damned. If only because it was number one in the UK and the US on the day that I was born. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's your age showing there, Carl. That's my age showing now. I think everyone knows my age by yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. yeah I'm, old. I know I'm old. I know. I know. You're, you're older than me. So that's <laughs> always be older than me, Carl. And the me? line, yeah. And the, the line in it I thought was appropriate for me also. So you'd never, you'd, you'd never be read or something. 
which yeah. is for a Tottenham fan is perfect. Yeah, oh yeah, completely perfect for us. Is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, but that's life. No, it's I, just how he I sings it. Yeah, it's just how he sings it, and it's and it kind of the way he he just it is fabulous. Next is um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Oh, uh, Tupelo, which is off the album First Born Is Dead. Um, okay. Tupelo is a homage to Elvis kind of ish, but it's just, it's got a very dirty bass line on it, which is fabulous. And it's pretty, um, and on the album, he does a very good version of, uh, Johnny Cash's Wanted Man as well, which is fabulous. Okay. But, uh, Tupelo by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Um, I had to get a bit modern, but, uh, even though the album came out in like the, um, it's late 80s, but yeah. Yes. Um, that, that's modern, <laughs> you know, that's about as modern as we can get. Modern as you can get. Yeah, get yeah, okay. But yeah, um, yeah. To, to you play, like, did you, did you like all the, the birthday party stuff then? With I did. I, don't, I wasn't too, I wasn't overly keen on it. There are tracks I do like. Again, it's like one of those bands where you like certain tracks they do and not all mm. of it. Um, at least the Pats is the most famous one, which, which Tupelo is quite like, actually. But the thing that amazed me was that Nick Cave kind of stuck to the birthday party kind of um, style yeah. up to the first Born is Dead. And then after that, he kind of mellowed out a lot. If there's anyone listening who, who's not, who's kind of more into the modern stuff of, of Nick Cave, Henry's Dream is the album you do want to listen to because that is, to me, the perfect Nick Cave album. There's not there's not a, a bad track on it. Okay, I'll, I'll give a shout out to the, uh, the Boatman's Call. Yeah, it's, that's it's good as well. Mellow. It's, it's quite if mellow. you're really depressed <laughs> yeah. and, and you're thinking but, really dark thoughts, don't play it. <laughs> I, play I, I love uh, in, Into My Arms. Um, into your arms, into, into your oh, arms. Oh, sorry, sorry, into my arms. Yeah. Into my arms, oh, yeah, yeah. Into my arms, yeah, because the whole is very religious, which is kind of bizarre. Yeah, that Nick one is, is nice. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it is a nice album. It was my, <laughs> it was well, piano my... based, isn't it? Really, I'd say. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Probably what I like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's I nice can dip into free. cave. Not, not a huge fan. I may. may Maybe not like you with Bowie, but you, you're saying you're not a humongous fan, but you you know you, you can dip in and like yeah, stuff occasionally. Yeah. Nick yeah. Cave, well, another one like that for me is probably Tom Waits. Graham yeah, Graham. Tom it took me long that as well because some of his stuff is very you know. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. But, I mean, it can be, and I love his first album, Tom Waits. But yeah. we digress. We're not talking mine. We're talking yours. And we're talking. <laughs> That's all right, Nick. but no, 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 no. I, I, I really get Tom Waits. I've, I've never, couldn't, never quite get into it. Never mm. quite get into. It. Never got into. It. Um, the next one is uh, the box tops. The letter. Yes, Alex Chilton, who went on to Alex, be, Alex Chilton went on to yeah to form Big Star. Big Star, he did. Yeah. What a voice! Now I'm a big fan of. Absolutely the, of, great voice. Yes, and this song is just the way he sings it is uh, fabulous, and um, I, I like gravelly singers. So I like. Um, hey, great girl, me a ticket on an aeroplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's the way he sings that stuff. Fantastic! It's it's like the guy from, from the thirteenth floor elevators had the same style voice. Mm. Um, Big oh, star, sorry. underrated band. Although because they, they weren't they weren't around for that long. I guess no, they weren't. It's only two albums, I believe. 
Uh, I mean, was it two or three? They had an album called Third, so I presume they had a third. Oh, album. okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I think maybe, maybe you often see the first two sort of combined, don't you? The the um, yeah, radio, they, radio, yeah. radio City, is it? Um, yes. And, and one other album, can't think of what it's called. But no, that's a fantastic song. I mean, him, uh, the guy from 13th Floor Elevators, had the same style of voice. The reason I like the psychedelic furs is because the way that Richard Butler sings, I love that kind of style. And obviously, Martin Hannigan, whose his voice is absolutely fabulous. Mm. And also, um, Lane Staley from Alison Chains had a really great voice as well. It's just that kind of the way he sings it is just absolutely brilliant. And it's just, and it, and it's all about a love letter, isn't it? It's just the way it's just done. It's yeah, absolutely fabulous. It is a good follow up too, which is a reasonable way. Which was Cry Like a Baby. Really? I need to listen to this. Listen to that one, yeah. Yes, like yeah, yeah, I do, because yeah. I only really heard this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The Letter, great song, great song. I think Joe Cocker covered it in the early 70s or very that late. That wouldn't surprise me, because of very similar voices. Uh, you, yeah, you, you probably like Joe Cocker's voice as well, wouldn't you, with the, oh, yeah, yeah. the growl in it. What did you do say you stand up and walk out of me? He was wasn't he? He was very wavy hands kind of, kind of singer. He didn't have Ringo's voice, though, did he? Yeah, no, no, not quite Ringo's not voice, quite. no. No. We saw we saw the bootleg Beatles the other day. Actually. Yeah, I and saw. We, yeah, yeah, in South End, a nice little venue yeah. actually. What clip? Uh, um, Chris Pavilion. Chris Pavilion, yeah, parked on on the seafront. Yeah, and and then you walk up, what seems like a, a, a mountain to get up yeah. to the Chris Pavilion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute yeah. nightmare. Getting out wasn't so yeah. bad, but getting up to the pavilion. Yeah, we saw because we mm. saw we saw Quo there, mm. and yes, we, we, saw, yeah. we saw the bootleg Beatles uh, as well. Yeah, uh, and yeah, that, that's amazing how they managed. At least they've got a left-handed bass player, the Bootleg Beatles, at yeah. the moment. I, I skip and change. They're great. I'm not a great tribute band, to no. be honest, person. But um, mm. if you, I mean, then the next best thing to sing the Beatles, they just go through the whole repertoire from the, well, not obviously their entire library, but they go through all of the stages of their career, starting yeah. with the, you know, the I want to hold your hands and she loves you, and yeah. the, the movies, hard days and nights, and they yeah. help. And a bit of rubber, uh, rubber soul within my life. Yeah. Then they'll go off, and then they come back on with all the Sergeant Pepper suits on, uh, and then they'll eventually go Ooh. off, and then come back, and they're dressed like um, the uh, get back sessions, you know, with the uh, yeah. sitting around um, doing that, all that stuff, singing uh, get back, and then uh, the the white suit with John Lennon. I mean, everything. It's just a, a fantastic. Yeah. It's a great show. If you had, yeah, if you've never seen the Beatles, which of course, no, 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 <laughs> some of us have. No, no, no. Some of us have. No, no. I must get that in as well. Um, my uncles did, I believe. They no, did I really. Mm. Yeah, my uncles saw them. I think. It's amazing. It's amazing what, what people have seen. They probably didn't even think about it much. No, it's like it's like my my um my ex father in law saw Hendrix and walked out, which I abraded him. <laughs> For the years What's I was uh, married to his guitar with his bloody teeth. Yeah. What's that about? <laughs> yeah. He walked out of Hendrix and got, I was, I was flabbergasted. I was like, oh my god, okay, yeah, right. it's amazing. Ags, Ags Connolly was on a couple of weeks ago. I think he said his his dad mm. saw Buddy Holly when he came over here. Oh wow, I mean, that's I from Johnny Cash, nineteen fifty-eight. Yeah, not yeah. It was oh. obviously before that last tour thing. Mark but, will be um, upset with you about that one. 
Well, he probably knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Knows. Mark, they, they do talk. Mark will have words. Bless Can I get Mark on here, actually? Yes, we'll have to get Mark on. It will Can be a very um, frequently chooses spear of destiny on it. One thing I do know he won't choose is anything disco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know when I we walked across from the Albert to yeah. the pub opposite? Yeah. I think you were there. We walked yeah. across and yeah. uh, they were playing the Smiths or something. And yeah. um, and then we were saying, to, well, surely, because he said everything's disco. Everything is disco. Yeah, and they, every, and disco the Smiths we, came on and, this was, and he listened to it. He goes, yeah, it's disco. <laughs> Heaven he knows I'm miserable like- now. He does like, do you believe in the Westworld by Theatre of Hate? That's one of his really? favourite songs. Yeah, he mm-hmm. does like that. He does actually, he's, he, he goes modern. It's on record to, now. To, to like 82 or 81, whenever they came out. Yeah, it's on record. <laughs> right, right, we digress. Right, the next yeah. one is uh, Bob Dylan. Masters of War. Oh, okay. Which I only heard very recently, actually. This is this is where I kind of all fall apart with a villain. But I only heard this about a few years ago, and it was on a film. And I was like, that sounds remarkably like someone I know. And it was mm-hmm. Bob Dylan. And I and I I've loved this song ever since. Very late to the party, clearly, but mm-hmm. it is a, a fabulous song. And obviously, it's about Vietnam. It's about Vietnam. It is about Vietnam. I do believe it's about Vietnam. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. Come here, all you masters of war. Yeah. Fabulous, fabulous song. But when was it out then? It was on um, was it on the first album when he went electric? Uh, I, I never got really upset. Is it on that album? Let's have a look. Uh see, I don't know. See, I'm not really no, that Masters of War is a song by Bob Dylan written yeah. over the winter. It was a really early written song. Yeah. Um, written over the winter of 1962-63. And so it wasn't Vietnam. On, released on the album The Freewheeling Bob Dylan. And I think that came out in 63. Oh. Yeah, it was from the Freewheeling wow. album. Freewheeling album. Wow. Uh, the uh, song's melody was adapted from the traditional Nottoman town. Okay. And so it would have been about the other war, which oh, would have been the, a Korean war or Cold the Cold War. war. Oh, was yeah. it? I don't know. I'm just reading on. What or the got? Korean uh, War. Dylan's lyrics, uh, Dylan's lyrics are protesting. It's the Cold War nuclear arms build oh early nineteen sixties. Very harrowing song. To mm. be actually, you know, goth. He was the first goth. Bob Dylan was the first goth. First goth. <laughs> first goth. And I chose no cure either. And you'll be surprised at that one. Moving on from Bob Dylan to go yes. a bit, <laughs> to go to anti-war songs again. Credence, uh-huh. Clearwater Revival. Fortunate uh, son. son. What, what a song. Mm. What an absolute tune of a song that is. It is, uh, you can't, you, you really can't fault it. It is. Um, I mean, I used to work for a music festival called Rambling Man, which is named after my deep little credence song. And um, obviously, they it's a lot of like uh, alternative country stuff. And um, this is how I got into Credence Clear. I knew Fortunate Son anyway from years and years and years ago, but I did really get into Credence because of it. And love uh, but love Credence, yeah, but yeah, oh yeah, it's like uh, oh, it's, there's just too many songs. Mm. There's just too many songs they do, which are great. But yeah, Fortunate Son because it is just brilliant. <laughs> it's, it is it's an anti-war, yeah, anthem. yeah, anti-Vietnam, yeah. Anti-Vietnam, yeah. 
And yeah, I and it's like, like um, but I mean, Melbourne in there, I guess. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's f- absolutely fabulous. Yeah, Going, <laughs> rocker, it's definite rocker, isn't it? Oh, um, yeah. like, he's just like, he's just, just he, he, anyone who doesn't like this song should be shot. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just the way it just starts as well. It's just really, it's really, really, really and Fogarty sings it fantastic. Uh, to be fair, I would say getting shot is a little bit harsh. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> Severely told off. Yes. <laughs> you, should, yeah, you should listen. You are a very naughty boy. <laughs> a very naughty uh, boy. Okay. Go home and listen to this 10 times over. Yes. <laughs> then come um, back and tell me. Yeah, we, we saw him live as well. Um, what, Fogarty? Yeah, Fogarty. Well, he had an 80s hit, didn't he? Did, did he have an 80s hit? An 80, he had an out, a comeback album, Centerfield. Oh, yeah. Baseball. Um, yeah, 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 place, yeah, 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 yeah. But he yeah. had a number of solo albums. Actually. I mean, Deja Vu all over again comes to mind. Okay, um, which was a good album. Um, and yeah, and the pronunciation of his surname is one thing that always got me because I've always got it Fogarty. Fogarty. Yeah, it's Fogarty. That's I it, mean, Fogarty. I've, yeah. I've always called it Fogarty, and you mentioned Fogarty then, and I mean, oh, Graham's called it Fogarty. Um, and Graham and I went to see him at the O2, probably. In Graham would call him anything, right? Well, yeah, and I'll get yeah. down. Yeah. We just yeah. called him John. We just yeah, called yeah. him John. It's a lot easier that way. Hey, John. Um, yeah. What we thought is it? Is it Fogarty? Is it Fogarty? I was getting mm. a little bit of a, a information from my American friends. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think they all said it's Fogarty, but is it like, well, they don't pronounce the T either, probably. They pronounce it as a D, probably, don't they? Like yeah. a Fogarty. Yeah. Fogarty. Yeah. Fogarty. Because yeah. there's a T. Fogarty. Yeah. Fogarty. Um, so, uh, yeah, and um, he's, he brought his sons on stage. And oh, okay. Who are probably my age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He introduced yeah, yeah, them yeah. as Fogarty. So I thought, yeah, well, he probably knows how to say his Yeah. Name, oh, cool. Yeah, I, cool. I love um, such a prolific period in 1969. I, unusually, three massive hit albums in 1969 yes. alone with uh, um, Bayou Country, Green River, and yes. uh, Willie and the Poor Boys, I think. Yeah, there were three albums. Yeah, which is what, which is what I do own them on. on vinyl. Yeah, I think Force and Sons on Willie and the Poor Boys, actually. Mm. And Down in the Corner, maybe. Might be. Down on the Corner, yeah. Anyway, great great artist. Yes. I had one of it when we did the country show a little while okay. ago. With what was on the Mark on there? should have got Mark know, on tried, there. Yeah, he loves his country. Yeah. To get Mark. I know he does. Try yeah. to get him on. But because he's a postie, as you well know, and still mm. is, he oh, he still is right. the dawn. Yeah. So you know it's quite late when we when we finish when we start yeah, yeah. Like when we finish. So um, okay. being in the UK and all that, he's asleep by eight. Yeah, yeah. Now coming up for eleven p.m. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm so, um, no, no, no. It's fine. No, we normally run on for an uh, hour and a half or so. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. But no, fortunate some. Everyone should. Every everyone should love this song. I had Lodi. And I want to know why you don't. My country <laughs> songs, I put Lodi in there. It's sort of yeah. country-ish, because I love that. Mm. I didn't know what he was singing when I first heard the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like maybe ACDC's... Um, Lodi again. I mean, I couldn't get it up. I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what ACDC's Let's Get It Up was all about until, <laughs> until I grew up. Well, I, sing it I, at, I think if you listen to every other ACDC song, you probably know what, what the song content is about. 
A true story. Stiff I, upper I, lip. <laughs> for those about to rock. as a rock. I mean, you're, you're no, rock. sorry. For those I, about I, to rock. No more. No, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, for those about to rock was the first album I, I ever bought. And I learned all the words. And I used to play Let's Get It Up. And my brother had to t- take me to one side because I had no idea. I was about, what, 81? I would have been about, what, nine? nine. And my yeah. brother went, you really shouldn't be singing that song. I went, why? He goes, it's rude. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so then you sang it even more. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was- so quickly, before we move on from HDC, uh Brian Johnson? Yes. Bon Scott. Are you a Bon Scott or a Brian Johnson man? I'm a Bon Scott. And the reason I'm Bon Scott is, um, I mean, I, I love Brian Johnson, but I don't think probably ACDC have done an album I've loved probably since Flick of the Switch. And the reason being is that Bon Scott, if anyone loves ACDC, um, and I'm, I know quite, quite a few... I won't name drop, but I worked in in um, music for a few music um, magazines, and all the rock guys agree that Power Age is the most underrated ACDC album ever, and it is the best. I think it is the best ACDC album. Everyone goes for Highway to Hell because it was a time that, which is a great album, but and the, mm-hmm. but mainly because Pond Scott died during that tour. Yeah, yeah. So, but. Power, uh, power oh, age is is ACDC at their absolute pinnacle. And with Brian back in black, I don't think he's done a, a better album since back in black. For those back to rock, which was the first DC album, my own is hit and miss. There are some fabulous songs on it, but there are ones that aren't. And Flick of the Switch, which a lot of people hate, mm. I thought was still really good. But when they took Phil, this is my, this is, um, us two, I think, have like had this uh, conversation before. You take Phil Rudd out of ACDC and it's not ACDC on record. To me, it's not. Chris Slade's all right, but he's not Phil Rudd. And anyone who loves ACDC, you watch Phil Rudd play Thunderstruck, which Chris Mm -hmm. Slade played, and Phil plays it 10 times better. Better. Mm. Yeah. And hence why I'm still a bit dubious. The last album had a few good tracks on it, but without Malcolm, it's not. It's not ACDC. And I also had this conversation before we uh, came on air. Yeah. If you take, it's like the Rolling Stones that Charlie Watts or Bill Wyman, and and I will argue that one as well. (laughs) It's not the Stones. You can't, you, you know. No. No. No, it's not like it's if you take some, it's integral. I think a lot of these, like it, the, the Beatles, are the same. I mean, that obviously, yeah, the who them. without Int Mr. War, you know, or, yeah, or, maybe so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't say the Queen, Queen without Freddie Mercury, but of course, they've gone on to have, but I, I consider Adam, Adam Abbott is brilliant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. superb, very talented. Yeah, it, it's almost like for me, like, um, a tribute sort of act. I know yes. May and uh. Taylor in in the band, yeah. So the, the essence of the music is is there, but with Adam Lambert there as well, it, it is good. But it's not, you know, you can't replace Freddie Mercury, really. No, they no, can't. ACDC, did you know who they really wanted to replace Bon Scott? 
through their first choice. I had, I had heard this. I had heard it. It wasn't someone stupid like Midyear, was it? No. <laughs> Close. No, no disrespect to Midyear. Well, I say um, Buddy Holder was apparently was the first. Buddy Holder, that's it. Yeah, I think he know was this. the first choice to replace. Um, he turned uh, it down, didn't he? Yeah, he turned it down, and then, yeah. and the, and the reason why Brian, I think, Angus, uh, there was a road crew member or something knew, knew Brian and, and said, "Look, you need to do this." But Brian Johnson is very, very, very good at what he does, and he's he's probably one of a very, very few singers who have come along who have been able to replace, replace. an icon like, yeah, like yeah. Bon Scott. But to me, Bon Scott's era, bon Scott's especially the last three albums he, he did with mm. um, ACDC, oh, you know, fabulous stuff. Power Age, Eva Hatch's an ACDC album, that one hands down. And quite a lot of music chonos are, are the same. It's just under, very underrated ACDC album. Please, Roxy. Okay. Next, sorry. We got to ACDC from, uh, from Credence Clearwater River. We did. It? Look at that. <laughs> Very long and, went, yeah. a long and winding road to that yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Number sorry, 16. it's me. <laughs> it's not. It's me. I don't know what. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Next up is uh, Buffalo Springfield for what it's worth. Just what it's worth. Okay. You know, you, you, I don't need to explain, really, but that it's, it is just absolutely fabulous. It's just brilliant. Again, Another message, yeah. this time from Rhonda. I don't think the recent tour with Axel Rose singing lead for ACDC was. Oh, much god, no! Oh, god, no! No, no, we're going no. to see Guns and Roses actually at Spurs Stadium. Are you going? June, yes, yes, because Slash has to pay off his uh, his uh, huge divorce bill, that's why they reformed, and that is a fact. Yeah, is Axel Rose in, in the band? Is he still? Yes, he is going to yeah, be there at Spurs. It's him. Slash and McKagan, isn't it? And that's it. Yeah, the yeah, only three original members left in it. Okay. You see, I didn't. I see. Guns N' Roses' first album was great. Guns N' Roses' Lies was brilliant as well. But when Izzy Stradlin left, it's just I just wasn't interested. Wasn't I'm, interested. I'm surprised you say uh, GNR Lies was was great. It was okay. I liked it. I think Appetite for Destruction is basically the only album that they've done that's really good, I think. Everyone well, else, I think you can pick and choose. Future Illusion, as, again, because I worked for a few music magazines, everyone agrees that it should have been just one album. One album. Not yeah. two. They got mm. a bit um, over themselves on that one. But mm. again, I don't think Appetite for Destruction's aged very well. Anyway, I don't think for, what aged. for what it's worth. <laughs> so you did there, yeah. <laughs> yes, so Neil Young with a, another little mention there. I think yeah. we mentioned him earlier, didn't we? Yes, we did um, mention Neil earlier. I, we, I, I thought I guessed Buffalo Springfield when you were talking about the birds, actually. Yes. Uh, it's of the right, as, as you probably said at the time, the right sort of... Um, I must mention, though, Crosby Stills' National Young's Ohio, which is a fantastic song as well. Yes. Brilliant song. Again, that's a great song. But yeah, um, but again, I got into all of this because of my uncles and and obviously films as well. Because you, I mean, especially the Vietnam films of the late eighties, they the soundtracks yeah. were absolutely out of this world. Um, next up is this uh, Mortal Coil, who uh, a band put together uh, by one of the guys at Four AD. 
which is a label that produced the Pixies, Throne Muses, uh, Bauhaus, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's Song to the Siren, which oh, is right. the cover. Do you know who sung it originally? Uh, was that Johnny Mitchell? Nope. Song to the Siren. I've got to look this up now because oh, yeah, as he quickly types, he's asking me the question. Got. Yeah, Song to the Siren. Right, okay. I'll, I won't look it up. Uh, Tim. Oh, Tim Buckley. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh, the father that. of Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley, yeah. Both of whom died mysteriously, didn't they? Yes, they did. They did. But I, I mean, drowned. no. Hmm? Sorry. Did both of them drown or did Tim Buckley? No, Jeff Buckley. Didn't he OD? Sad. Jeff Buckley, no, Jeff Buckley died. He drowned. I think they found oh. his body, didn't he? Yeah, but oh, yeah, that Tim was Buckley, it. Tim OD. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's an OD. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's um, that, and it's sung by um, the lead singer of the Cocteau Twins, where she's not actually singing for the first time in her own language, Elizabeth Fraser. So it's oh, um, because okay. all the Cocteau Twins songs technically she sings in her own language. Great voice and fantastic song. Next one's going to surprise you, and I will tell you why I love this. Now it's the Supremes. Oh, why not? Indeed. You Keep Me Hanging On, which is... <laughs> and the reason I love this song more than any other Supreme song is when Mary Wilson comes in and she sings on her own mm-hmm. towards the end of the song. And it just, it's, her voice is just abs- absolutely fabulous. Absolutely. Apparently she was the, the better singer, so I was told. Really? Oh, so well, she was the one that she did. I thought I remember reading somewhere that there weren't any other vocal bits, solo vocal bits that weren't Diana Ross. Maybe an after you keep me hanging on, then perhaps. Yeah, there is. Towards the bit of you keep me hanging on, it's Mary Wilson on her own. Well, we've it's been out a few times covered, hasn't it? With a, with yes. a, a vanilla fudge. His version, I mean, the version that I didn't immediately spring to mind. But <laughs> That's why I like Vanilla Fudge, but yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I like Fudge. Um, but, Kim Wilde? Yeah. Oh, did she? Kim Wilde did a version. Oh, of it, I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. The Divine Kim Wilde, as her album was called. Uh, you see, yeah, yeah. I, see, I prefer because Vanilla Fudge slowed it down to six and a uh, half minutes or something ridiculous. Sure somebody else covered it as well. Oh, loads of people covered it. Oh, you can't hurry love. No, that's Phil Collins, isn't it? Wrong song. Yes. Well, <laughs> you say that. I, I was suddenly thinking Phil Collins. No, 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 no. He didn't. He didn't sing that, did he? But that break, though, in the original, when it's just Mary Wilson singing is fabulous. Oh, and she, yeah, that. the story goes, was she had the better voice, but because uh, Diana Ross was sleeping with um, Mr. Gordy at the time. Mr.? Uh, well, Harry Gordy, the, the owner oh, of Mary Gordy, yeah, Harry Gordy. Oh, yeah. right, okay. So, the story goes was that the reason was that everyone knew that Mary Wilson had the better voice, but because uh, yeah, Ross was, yeah. was um playing with Mr. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Vanilla Fudge, Kim Wilde, other cover versions. A lesser known cover was made by the famous Welsh singer Tom Jones. Oh, Jesus, 60. Oh, no, really. Yeah, I know. God, mm. that would have been awful. Uh, American vocalist, songwriter, um, guitarist, and producer, the aforementioned Tim Buckley, 
performed the song on his Dream Letter Line oh, in London 1968 album, wow. which was released posthumously. Uh, Rod Stewart, maybe that's what I'm thinking of on uh, Footloose Fancy Free. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, Reba McIntyre also covered the song in 95 for a second album starting over. Wow. Yeah, so there's obviously a few. Uh, but you can't cover the Supremes, I don't think. You see, there, there are bands you should never cover. Right. Led Zeppelin's one. <laughs> never cover Led Zeppelin. Although, ironically, they, every one of their songs is probably a cover of something. Yeah, no, exactly. Even though they wrote them all. Kind of you yeah, see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no. You don't cover <laughs> certain bands. Joy Division, do not cover. Don't do a cover of a Joy Division. No. Uh, Bowie, don't cover. Johnny Cash, don't cover. Yeah, you know, just don't, don't, don't kind of do these things. But um, I've just yeah, seen I mean, another line here. The British band Madness included a Scar version of the song on their album, <laughs> The Danger Men Sessions Volume 1. Yes, yes, this is highly, highly true. Oh, my word. Poor Graham. I don't think I'd like that, actually, to be honest. <laughs> How can't he, Graham? Like madness from the 79, 80 time, but, but not now. No. I think another reason he hates them, of course, is because they're Chelsea fans, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. That but I mean, we'll hate Chelsea even more so now. Um, they failed to beat the winner of the game against Arsenal tonight. Yeah. Oh, God. It's right, so out to lose, Colin. Out to lose. Two left. Two left. Okay. Um, now, I had a choice here, but I'm going to go with the Hooters. Oh, satellites. satellites. Yeah. Yes. One hit wonders over here in the UK. Um, I did have. Choice was between uh, the Comset Angels with a track called You Move Me because it's got a fabulous uh, bass intro with fabulous bass sound to it. But the Hooters Satellite because it's a song I, I still don't tire of. And it's about obviously about um, uh, a religion on TV at the time and Tammy Faye and, and all that stuff. Uh, but it is an absolutely fabulous song. And it's just brilliant. Yeah. It is it is a great song. As you say, it was, I think, a one hit wonder here. Yes, they were. Uh, it was uh, oddly, oddly, their follow-up. We, we named our first ever, when we got married in hmm. 88, yeah. uh, we named our first cat after the Hooters' second single. <laughs> which was what? Which, which which was, was, they had a second single. Nobody they had told a second it. single. Nobody it was called it. Carla. Oh, okay. Carla okay. with a K, it was called. So we called her Carla. Oh, okay. With a K, obviously. Yeah, yeah with a K, obviously. With a K. Yeah. There we go. But, and there's not a lot of people know this song, which really annoys me. It was just fabulous. And the video was all... I remember the video was all about, you know, a religion on TV and selling religion and, you know. Yeah. Brilliant song. Carla with a K was almost very... Um, Folky, like this sort of fiddly. Yeah, they seem a bit folky. They seem a bit folky. You know, you can imagine them sort of prancing around yeah. the, 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 the maypole mm. uh, with the start of Carla with a K. But yeah, Satellite yeah. was the big hit. It was um, a fantastic song. Fantastic. It wasn't as big as it should have been. Uh, maybe it's no. because they're quite an American band, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, so you only got to number 22. Really? Yeah, but it was their only hit, so that does constitute. Oh, oh, yeah. And back then, wasn't it the story that went that um, Adam the Ants's uh, Kings of the World Frontier sold, I think, two and a half, no, three million or something in the first week? Yeah, and yeah. when he done Prince Charming, he almost got dropped by his record label because it only done 1.5. 
in a week on vinyl. <laughs> you know, that's how it was back then, kids. Yeah, so the Hooters probably would have sold about half a million records to get that high, probably, yeah. which again isn't bad. Last but not least, and in your honour, uh, Paperback Writer by the Beatles. Oh, interesting choice. The reason being is the opening guitar line. I, I am a sucker for an opening, and the opening guitar line to this is absolutely fabulous. Who plays it? I need to ask you this. Is it George uh, Harrison plays it, or is it John Lennon plays the opening riff? It won't be John. It won't be Lennon. Uh, That's Harrison. Yeah, I'm feeling it might even be McCartney, you know. Because I heard it, it was from a, he wrote it from a bass line, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from a, a bass line. But again... I know Lennon was particularly acerbic in typical Lennon style hmm. when Paperback Writer was out, saying that you know, the Macca is just his day tripper. Like the, the, Which, the again, is a fan, fantastic song. But, well, you see, I'm not that keen. great opening riffs. It's a fantastic opening riff. It's just really well done. It's a dirty story about any man. It's, it's just the way it's sung and the way it's done. You see, I'm... If I had to choose between McCartney and Lennon and Harrison, I, um, I would prefer I prefer Lennon and Harrison stuff. But this track, McCartney, just came into his own. And Rain, which is a very good, which was the flip side to it, wasn't it? Which is a fabulous yeah. song as well. Yeah, McCartney, McCartney, lead vocal, lead guitar riff. And oh, really? Yeah. Wow, but it is really, really well done. It's fabulous. Oh. It's a fabulous song. Did you know also that um, there is uh, a nursery rhyme sung, uh, the backing vocals during the song? On oh, the is there? Yeah, if you listen to, I think it's the second <laughs> verse. I'll have to play you, after this. You've got to play it. You'll hear, you'll hear McCartney, uh, sorry, Lennon and Harrison singing. Do you remember the old French tune, Farah Jacques? Fair yeah. Jacques? Really? During the court, during the verse, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I've got to listen to this. But yeah. But it's not a just way it kicks in. It's like eight miles high, we come back to that. It's the same kind of thing where you grab straight away. The beauty of a great song, everyone goes, well, is it's a song that takes you a while to get into it. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like Fortunate Son, it's straight in. It's like um, uh, the Saints even know your product. It's straight in. And it's just straight in. And Suffragette City is the same. And that's great songs grab you straight away, I think. Yeah, and there's all this artist, arty farty stuff like, oh, no, you've got to listen to the whole song. And it takes about two weeks. And you know, this is great. Rubbish. It grabs you straight away, swings you around the room a few times. The Sex Pistols um, bodies is the same. That, because you want to listen to what's coming. Great songs is when you hear the opening riff and you want to hear what's coming next because it's grabbed you straight away. It's like, ah, I'm in now, so what's coming next? And that's that's what I think. They just could have an opening riff. Um, And, I mean, Nick, Slim Nick, who did, I said, um, off air before, he did... uh, started to do the podcast with me last year and taught me a little bit of guitar, although I've stopped yeah. really playing it now, to be honest. Too busy doing bloody podcasts, I think that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, podcasts um, and Spurs lose. Yeah, yeah. He, he was never, I mean, he he would consider himself, I'll, mm. I'll say it, but he'll consider himself as well. It was always a little bit of a musical snob. Mm. Uh, he, he was very prog rock 
uh, yes. based. Uh, and he loved Yes. Okay. Uh, and he loved the Floyd and mm. the Genesis. Although, funny enough, he didn't like Peter Gabriel's stuff as much as subsequent Genesis, which was which was a bit weird. Yeah, um, but he did like a bit of prog a prog rock, and uh, he never really was into the Beatles. But it's only really? when I started going there, mm. and I said, "Look, I want to learn to play that. I want to play that. I want to do. Mm. I want to do the I Feel Fine opening riff." You know, something yeah. like that. and he realised that. The riffs that they come up, and the fact that Harrison was a bloody good guitar player. He was very underrated. Very, very, very good guitar player. But some of the riffs, I feel fine. Day Triple yeah. was just, I mean, Day just tri- yeah. straight in that day. Yeah. And it's, it's the sound he got. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Then, and as you say, paperback, right, I feel fine, that goes pretty much throughout the song as well. Yeah. That's a tricky old riff to play, that one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like you had to. But that's but that's how how I like songs. They I'd have to grab me straight away. It's like ACDC. I mean, it's like um, ACDC songs that just grab you more or less straight away. But what I didn't know until I don't know, probably about fifteen years ago, was that the riffs are all written by Malcolm. <laughs> he writes the riff, and I remember that everyone thought uh, not English in black. Is is an easy riff to play. It's not. Yeah, it's not. I just because he, he pens a note in it, I'm and like picturing, yeah. So I'm just picturing you and Graham karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple of still photos of that. I know, I know. I think I have one still on my phone somewhere. But yeah, somewhere. But, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it's like riffs are important, and it's like today's music. I'm not that. Honestly, I mean, I still play music now and I, I play the odd kick and I tour and, and stuff. And uh, songs of no band really grabs me, swings me around the room and, and puts me back in my seat anymore. Mm. And it's a shame, I think. And um, I remember I had a conversation with um, uh, Martin Mills, who, who owns uh, Pegas Banquet, still does, and mm. 4AD. And like he said to me, and this is going back about 20 years ago, was that he used to sign bands on three to four album deals. Yeah. So the first album, people get to know who they are. The second album, they start to progress. And the third album really has to kind of do something. That's not around anymore. Mm. That's not around anymore. And it's like instant success. And all these, is it me? Or or all the male singers around, or the solo male singers around now, no matter whether it's acoustic guitar bass or whatever, do is it just me or do they sound the bloody same? They all sound they, the same. They all sing the same to me. Well, or is it age? <laughs> I don't know. But it could be. It could be a bit of that. I mean, it could be a bit of that. But I, I would. I would say it's not only the male singers, a lot of the female singers. I, yeah. I do hate that sort of that sort of vocal gymnastics sort of stuff. Oh, that yeah. And I mean, the thing is now. You, you don't really know whether or not they're, they're properly singing anyway because of all the auto tunes and the yeah. and the stupid effects they have on the voices. I, yeah. I love to see just a guy singing a song with a guitar. That yeah. that'll, that'll do me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. Anything that sort of um, sounds a bit like um, Craig Davidy sort of thing. That sort of effect on his voice, I just don't like. Oh, that song on a, on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Of the week. Particularly songs by Craig David himself, actually. But no, but I mean, <laughs> that Craig sort David of sounds. Yeah. He's probably a great singer. Mm. 
If I think yeah. Nick told me once when I moaned about him once, and he said, "Yeah, he saw him singing live, just yeah. unaccompanied, superb voice he's got." They yeah. just ruin it. And everything, yeah. as you say, everything's instant nowadays. Yeah, I yeah, no, and it shouldn't be, and it shouldn't be. But there are there are no guitar bands around. It's like even even um, at the rock festivals have the same headline bands alternating every year. So Iron Maiden will headline a festival in England every other year. They're, I don't think um, bands have the pudding power anymore. I genuinely but, wonder who's going to be around. And I think you may have said this before. Yes, we had some 30, 30 years from now. Yeah, I mean, the Foo Fighters, unfortunately, were very sad. I was having a Taylor Hawkins, a lovely bloke as well. And it's yeah. such a sad sign. I don't think they'll carry on. If I'm honest, I don't think he'll do it. We didn't want to carry on after uh, Kurt Cobain died. No, no, no. And it was hard for him to do that. I think the Foo Fighters Mm. are probably the last stadium. I mean, you've got your Slipknots, you've got like, uh, you know, you kind of rock bands, but they're not recent. They've been around, you know, years and years and years. I mean, how long will Iron Maiden be able to like headline these festivals and everything else? You know. Are they still going? Yeah, they are and they are bless them, Essex boys. But um, it is well, kind of smart. Judas Priest, are they going? Yes, they're still going. They're still going as well. Yes, going. It's like the mode. It's like you won't have a Depeche Mode again. You won't have a Cure again. You won't have bands like that again. You won't have a Foo Fighters and Nirvana. You know, etc., etc. Um, and maybe it is old age now. I don't know, but I can't see anything. We got another Beatles, though, didn't we? Yes. <laughs> yeah and two brothers in it as well yeah. yes and one has to have a hit replacement I read in the news today oh, really? oh boy one needed a hit, re- <laughs> a no? hit replacement no Liam apparently yeah. has to have a hit replacement yeah he's refused to have it one of them. Yeah, I could do with it now knee replacements I think for me. yeah yeah. But yeah I'm at that age where like, everything aches when I wake up <laughs> Wait till you get my age, mate. <laughs> I've got a while yet. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm putting you in. Putting you in. But yeah. All right, okay. So we've got, at least we've got a Beatles one in there. Yes, uh, we did. We did. Right, right, right. It's an unusual one anyway to, to pick because it's not sort of. Why is it unusual? Well, it's, it is unusual. I think if. Um, I'm not saying it's, it's a great song. Mm. It, it's an unusual pick for the sort of average Joe or, or Joanne. Uh, whatever on in yeah. the street, Beatles, yeah, they'll come up with Hey Jude, they'll come up with Yesterday, Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, I, can't, I can't stand Hey Jude, I can't stand clipping long and winding road, drives me nuts. You don't like McCartney, do you? No, not particularly, but yeah. I think <laughs> I like the frog chorus, that was good. Um, but I kind of, I'm, I'm joking, I know because I like paperback writing clearly. Um, but I, I mean, I love and my favorite Beatles album is Revolver without. That's just untouchable as a as an album, and that's well, fabulous. This and Rain were recorded during the Revolver sessions. Oh, I didn't know that. See, and know there's a track on the A side of Revolver which McCartney wrote. A superb song called "Here, There, and Everywhere." Yes, it's, it's fabulous, and it's a great song. I think it's Lennon's favorite song of McCartney's as well. Yeah, yeah, which is fabulous and it's amazing. And the track before Tomorrow Never Knows is very good as well. And I can't remember what the hell it's to get you into my life. Oh, yeah. Did, 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 did you like the intro? The brass thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You love a real, real 
grab you by the scruff yeah, of the neck. Yeah, but, you, yeah, but that's again, I, I, that's a great chorus. You got to get yeah. to ninja, and then it kind of stops. It's just brilliant. It's just fabulous. It didn't start like that, though. If you listen to oh, like really? the first, first few takes of it, it's like it. What there wasn't all the jazzy bits. Mm. And, uh, it was quite sort of... Um, a slower pace sort of song, really. Oh, really? If you listen to it on the anthology album, yeah, it's just like a, an organ, and then oh, really, singing a little bit in the background. Yeah, yeah, it's not not. Have a you real... seen the? Have you seen the um the uh, Hemi film when he goes into the um Red Record Store because he was a huge fan of the um, Beatles Hemi. Which, which film, Lemmy? Yeah, have you seen it? No, I don't think I have. Oh, you got to see it. Lemmy goes into an American song because he's a massive fan of the, of the uh, Beatles and he wants the analogue version of the, of the like issues. Lemmy. Everyone loves Lemmy. Lovely man. Great man, Lemmy. Put me a pint once, but that's a long story. All right. Yeah, because okay. yeah, <laughs> no, I am a massive uh, fan of um, Hotel. But yeah. 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 How this band over saw. Another one who's no longer with us, sadly. Exactly, oh. sadly. But yeah, if you get a chance, because he's... I will. That's with the... Uh, I mean, if someone people. likes the Beatles, you know, that yeah, does move them up. does move them up a notch. Yeah. In my opinion. It <laughs> yeah. might be shallow. Yeah, yeah. very shallow. shallow. So what's your favourite... Uh, okay, what... Choose one. It, if I said to you with the uh, last few seconds remaining of this, you had to choose one... Beatles album, and it, and if it's Sergeant Pepper, I'm gonna just tear whatever hair I have it's left not, out. It's not Sergeant Pepper. Um, okay. No, I, I think um, I, I'm often asked this to be honest, mm. and it will be between two albums, completely different. Okay. Um, the first one would be because it is the first album I ever owned, right? 1964. And yep. it was Hard Day's Night. Okay. And it's got 13 tracks on it. And, I mean, every one is absolutely a classic. Yeah. Uh, very Lennon-based album. Uh, yeah. There's not many um, not many McCartney songs on there. No. Uh, I think Can't Buy Me Love was held back. Well, it wasn't held back. It was a single, but they added it onto the album. He wrote And I Love Her. And yeah. he wrote uh, Things We Said Today, which was song, yeah. of Hard Day's Night. Um, and for different reasons, also Abbey Road. Oh, really? Really, really, really? But because I mean, yeah, I love I love Abbey Road, and um, the I'm not so keen on one track on the album. Obviously, it's good, but because of that, so what's uh, the, I, the one? It's, it's the Lennon song. It closes side one. I mean, again, Lennon didn't have a lot to do. I don't think. On Abbey Road, it was mostly Mac- well, it was mostly yes, Sergeant yeah. Pepper yeah. onwards. Yeah, um, yeah, he he sort of was the, the leader of the band, really. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, all the medley of the on side two was pretty much put together by McCartney. Although they used little snippets of Lennon songs, but that ending of the Abbey Road album with Golden Slumbers carrying that weight, followed by the end. I mean, what a yeah. way to finish a career, a recording career. I was having a little uh, Here comes the sun's great, though. Here comes yeah, the sun. Well, here comes the sun and something. I mean, George Harrison really came to his own yeah. on that album, and those two songs are absolute classics. Sun King's good as well, I remember rightly. Yeah, that, the Sun King. Yeah, a bit of a snippet of a song, though. It was not too much of it. That was one of Lennon's. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say 
top Beatles song rather than album. So um, no, given what you said earlier, I'm pleased. I you said albums. Yeah, because you can't. You started me with the. I mean, okay, the Sister Mercy isn't isn't everyone's choice, but I couldn't tell you one song which I would. It was tough for uh, the. It, it's Joy always Division. very difficult. But the I, Cure, I, the Cure is another one. The Cure have, have got plenty of songs which are absolutely amazing, but I couldn't tell you one which I prefer above yeah, all. Yeah, you see, that, it, it's, I suppose when you like some, all of them, it's difficult to pick them. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I could pick one for the Cure to be honest, but then I'm not a fan as much as you are. No, and then and then of course, Susan the uh, Panchee. Again, it's very hard to choose, and I'm more the kind of John McKeok period of them. Mm because he defined their sound. But again, I couldn't tell you what, I mean, Arabian Nights, possibly Christine, possibly, but I couldn't choose either way. And that's just how it is. I mean, and again, as um, talking to Tim earlier, it's like um, Pine Inch Nails, I couldn't choose a track. I I just can't. It's impossible Mm. because I like them more or less all. Okay. Well, as for Beatles songs, you'll hate it. My, my old all-time favourite is Long and Wide and Road I'm killing you Hey Jude which really is the, I Long and Wide and Road for you da, da, hey Jude da, 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 I want that I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have that at my funeral I won't hear it but really I want that there I just love really? the song it's so simple so simple and yeah yeah at the end you can be cartly though it's not yeah 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 thank god it wasn't the long and winding road that's all i can say you don't like that do you i can't stand I, it i like that as well i can't i can't think of many i can't think of many that i don't like to be honest but, I, can't, yeah, I, can't, I, I, I can i can tolerate it but i can't it's not it isn't it isn't in my top 40 <laughs> beatles yeah, you're more a rocker though, aren't you? You're more of a rocker. I do like, I do, I do like. Um, I bet you like Revolution, well, like the electric version when he comes straight in with that guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lennon. I kind of do. You know, it's Lennon. <laughs> yeah, another God. one before we we finish. Then another yeah. one that, um, yeah, you said to you, might yeah, I always think I should have one of there in in, in the list hmm. or one. I preferred them to to David Bowie was T Rex. I mean, that start to 20th century boy. Yes. But again, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I couldn't tell you a T-Rex song because there was was too many that were really good. I mean, um, Electric Warrior is a fabulous album. Yeah. yeah, But again, it's, I can't, you know, it's a tough thing to do to choose, you know, 20 songs. It is. You could come on tomorrow and have a completely different. Yeah, I could. I could that's come back with twenty more. That's why. That's why I can never get Graham on because he. he, he, he <laughs> would be a year. Like, apart from madness, <laughs> um, I think is there, there's someone else he can't stand as well. I can't remember. Oh but, god. Um, yeah, I know. But anyway, yeah. he likes pretty much everything. Yeah. So to pin him down is always very difficult. Now I get him to give me his picks every week, like ten of this or ten of that. Yeah. But, you know, it always give me about 14, 15 as opposed to 10. Uh, yeah. It is very difficult. So one yeah, of these days yeah. I'll get him on and he can he can have a natter yeah. as well. He doesn't want to be on video, I don't think. No. Just have a little box. No. He's probably still got a warrant like, out his like, arrest. Like, during the Troubles in Northern Ireland or whatever. You know, like, like, be like blotted out on screen and he can have like a, a Jerry Adams type. Insulated voice. Yeah. That's it, yeah. A really... A really strong Northern Irish voice. That's <laughs> doing it. the yeah. voice over for him. Yes. <laughs> Madness. Um, 
Well, so anyway. the bands that you picked, I, I, I had a few. I'm Sister Mercy. I've got down New Model no, Army. No, I didn't choose them. Uh, Jesus I, and Mary I love Chain. Them. I love the Jesus and Mary Chain, but no. Um, no Stones or no? Not, not a huge fan, if not I'm right. Fan. Okay. More Beatles than Stones? Yes. Yes, without a doubt. Um, the Cult. We've mentioned the Cult. Yeah, the Cult. Bauhaus. I think you've mentioned Bauhaus as well. Bauhaus I love again, but again, I couldn't. I could, I, I'd have got such a nick if I had to. Killing Joke. Um, again, Killing Joke, the first two albums. Yeah, um, I do like Killing Joke. I'm not a huge fan, but again, it's hard to choose. I mean, you know. Well, you've picked some great songs, I must admit. Um, Thank you. Yes, absolutely. I mean, some I, I'm not as familiar with, like Cardiac. a curveball. I've got to get, yeah. I mean, these oh. Some of these, though, are absolute classics. Yeah, no. When Eight Miles High, Suffragette mm. City, Roadhouse Blues, The Saints, uh, Know Your Product, Happy Together, That's Life. Oh, Paper Like Writer, Satellite, Box Tops, The Letter is an absolute storming song. Mm. Fortunate Son. Oh, you've got some classics in there. Supremes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, everything. All good, all good stuff. Um, well, thanks for coming on, Matt. Yeah, thanks for It's been a pleasure. Great to have you on. It's been entertaining hearing cool. the songs. Uh, the first of a few. Hopefully, we'll get a few more guys coming on to uh, cool. to run through yeah. their twenty years. Get Marky on. I you get Marky on. on. He's going to have to wear. A, he's going to have to wear a ten-gallon <laughs> hat. On, though, or he? Yeah, yeah, or Graham. We could put Graham. a ten-gallon hat on Graham, and he disappear completely. <laughs> um, Quite small anyway, so he probably got him to see the camera, so he'd pass in the top of his head. So they wouldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. Mm. Just don't give him a, a, a child seat to sit on and we'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're absolutely fine. Yeah. Well, All right, okay. Well, all right, mate, have a good one. That. Yeah, thanks. No um, worries. This podcast will be posted to Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker. It'll be on the Off The Record Facebook page and it's on the CBW Productions Facebook page as well, as well as the cbwproductions.com website um, and uh, yeah that's all I've got to say thanks for everyone to um, well thanks for everyone for listening and watching um, and it's uh, good night from me and it's good night from him good night not off. <laughs>